Hi, and welcome to Renton Christian Center's Recorded Ministries. We hope you'll enjoy listening to this message as Pastor Alex leads us in God's Word. It is our hope that you'll personally experience God through these teachings. Now here's Pastor Alex. Superheroes. Uh, Obviously it's a big, big marketing deal right now. Superhero movies and action figures and comic books are everywhere. Video games, everywhere. It's big business. The reason I think it's so, it's so popular is because most of us have this kind of internal secret desire to be one someday, right? It's like we all feel kind of insecure and pretty small in certain areas of life, but there's another flip side of us where we, we know we're actually quite wonderful. And there's something about us that we at least hope someday will be exposed as amazing and wonderful. I'm not sure if everybody has the same degree. Some of us have way too much of that. Some of us have just a little bit. But all of us have this kind of sense that, hey, I'm not really that bad. I'm actually pretty good. And I think one of the problems our superheroes up here had was they started this whole thing thinking and actually saying, what do we need another superhero for? What is this guy doing? Is he going to take our territory? And actually, we're doing a fine job without him. Thank you very much. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of humans think too. A lot of people say kind of the same thing. You know, hey, I, I, I'm actually quite capable. I can do plenty of things on my own. Look, look at this. It's a great statement. It's difficult to step back when you're so capable. Have you noticed that? Yes. Some of us are really quite capable, especially in our area of strength. You know, we step out, and if, if it's not being done right, baby, we're going to take care of it. Or if no one's stepping to the fore quite quick enough, we, poof, we're right there, right? And that kind of translates not just into relationships and work and home and all that kind of stuff on the earth, but it begins to translate, if we're not careful, into our relationship with God. And we start thinking like superheroes and feeling kind of jealous that he thinks he needs to send his son to help us out. There's actually a, a strong movement in our country. Um, it's called the Good Without God movement. Have you heard of that? Good Without God. It's a very um, popular book that's been written recently. It's called Good Without God by Greg Epstein. And he, he's an atheist. And a lot of people are just kind of buying into this thing. Hey, I can be loving. I can be generous. I can be honest. I can be just. I don't need God to help me do that. And it's really just a, a strong anti-Christian message. We don't need any help. Thank you very much. The problem is, even though Christians know that's just out to lunch, if you're a strong believer in the Bible and you've been saved and you had an encounter with the living God, you know that's just crazy. It's just dumb. You tried that. It doesn't work. But a lot of people are falling for it big time because there is a side of us where because we're created in God's image, we have strengths, we have amazing gifts and talents, and we can really take care of quite a bit. The problem with the title of this book is our need is not to simply be good. It misses the point. Our problem is that we're not good people. We can be kind without being Christian. We can be generous, right? We are all the time. People are all the time. Our problem is not here on earth. Our problem is with the heavenlies. Our problem is that we can't break that barrier between earth and heaven into eternity by ourselves without God. Jesus, the superhero from God, is the one who said, I will come down to you and carry you with me into the heavenlies 
something no human has done or ever will be able to do by themselves, right? That's the whole idea of Christianity, is that God provides a way into eternity to break from this life into that one for people that don't deserve it and don't have the power to do so themselves. So we've just got to, as Christians and as not yet Christians, I like to call you not yet believers, um, we need to understand, okay, there are certain things where we hit our ceiling, we have met our match, no amount of talent, time, attention, study, education will get us there. There's a barrier we can't possibly break. And so the Bible tells us very, very simply, almost so simple, it's like, eh, smart people really don't buy into this. It's really too simple, too basic. But it's still the truth. It is the truth that prevails over all other information. The angel is speaking. He's speaking to the shepherds. He has just told Mary that, you know, you're going to have a baby, and it's going to be born of the Spirit of God. And so the angel then appears to these shepherds who are out at night watching their flocks. That's their job. And the angel says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You know what I love about those shepherds? They got it right. When they were presented with this idea that a Savior had arrived, let's go see him, was their response. Not, oh, that's interesting. Let's go keep shopping. Let's go play our video games. Let's go watch the game. No, the right response when you hear, when anyone hears that Jesus is available, he'd like to meet with you, the right response is, let's go find out. Let's go see. Let's go check it out. So here's my question. Superheroes, who do you tend to make famous in your everyday walking around life? Who do you tend to promote? Is it yourself? I'm pretty good looking, pretty strong, pretty smart, got the gift of gap. I can leap tall buildings in a single bound, you know? Or do you try to make your money, your finances, your possessions, your riches, your wealth famous? Is that what people come away with? Do they come away with this idea that they would love to be as rich as you are? They'd love to go check out how you did that. Where did you get all that money? Or do they come away after an encounter with you and say, I want to go see Jesus. Who are you making famous in your everyday life? Believers, we have to make a clear distinction between the fact that we've been put here to enjoy the world God's given us. Yes. The blessings of God. Yes, yes, yes. But there's an additional and even ultimately higher purpose, and that is to make him known, to make him the famous one. So believers, when, when people encounter you, maybe not just the first time or the only time, but maybe after a series of, of encounters with you, do they come away saying, I need to go find out about this person that you claim to love and know and have a relationship with? 
Or do they come away, oh man, I can't wait to hear that latest song. I can't wait to play that latest video game. I need to see that program on TV. What do they come away with? Who are you making famous in your daily life? Who's your superhero and is it obvious to other people? If you're not yet a follower of Christ, the the question is the same, but it, it comes out a little bit differently. Do you recognize that there are certain things you cannot possibly ever do? There is not enough time, talent, strength, education, or research that you can do to ever live forever. That's just never going to be in your skill set. I promise you. It is beyond human's ability to conquer death or to receive forgiveness of all the errors of our ways, to make ourselves right with God, the judge, and the creator of the universe. There's just no way. That is the human ceiling for everybody who's ever lived and ever will. So no matter how super you are, and you are, believe me, God put a lot of gifts in a lot of us, and uh, it's pretty spectacular to see him reflected in you. But we have to acknowledge Jesus came to be my Savior. I need a Savior. I need to be saved from this kind of creeping, crawling, darkening scene called death. It's coming. Everybody dies. Nobody lives forever. Breaking news. Just want you to know that. But back to the believers. Let me just ask it this way. If, if I were to follow you around for 48 hours, or forget me, how about just a camera, and somebody's taking video of your life for, let's say, a whole week, seven days in a row, morning, noon, and night, 24-7, who would you tend to be making famous when we played that video back? Frightening to think, huh? Woo, please don't watch. No, no, anything but that. Who would we think you're trying to promote in your life? So here's a simple solution. What I have learned, number one, is being a Christian, um, it's not easy. And number two, there's not many opportunities to say, hey, Jesus is my Savior. Or, well, thank God, I'm going to heaven. I mean, just having those kind of blatant, out there kind of Christian witnessing comments, those opportunities don't come very often. Would you agree? It's kind of tough. And even when they do come, it feels like you're sort of pushing through this you know, thick sludge of, oh, I'm going to force this thing to happen. And it's very, very difficult. So I'm always praying, God, would you make opportunities easy for me to make you famous? Can I just have it just be simple, like obvious and like in my face? And so guess what? He gave me something. And here's something I want to give everybody an idea about. You should try this. Here it is. Have you ever been on the phone talking to CenturyLink or Comcast about problems you're having with your phone bill. Everybody raise your hand. Okay, anybody ever get this weird kind of connection thing? Your internet is down. It makes no sense that you're calling up your internet company. Anybody ever do that? Anybody love those people on the other side of the phone? (laughs) No, they drive you crazy. And I'm just trying to stay saved while I'm having those conversations, and I've had a lot of them. These last few days, we've been switching over some of our utilities, and oh, ay, 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 ay. Please give me someone who speaks English. You know. So even those folks are a little bit fun to work with. So here's what I've, I've discovered, you know. I'm thinking, okay, this guy, this gal lives in some other part of the country. They have no idea who I am. But what I do know is they will never forget me. I'm going to make an impression on this 10 to 54-minute phone call. <laughs> 
I'm going to make an impression, and it's going to stick with them, and as soon as we hang up, they're going to talk to their coworkers about me. And so I can really be a, a pill because I am entitled to better treatment and quicker service than what I'm getting, and I can let them know it, or I can step back and go, Jesus, 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 help me. Help me, Spirit of God, help me. How would you handle this situation? So a couple of things. Here's an idea you can use. Number one, the person on the other end of the line doesn't run the company. Keep that in mind. They're not in charge of policy. Okay, They're not making anywhere near what the CEO makes because they're not doing the work. They're not making the decisions. They've been assigned a little task to make me happy. That's it. Okay, so don't blame them and don't start accusing them of all this. Oh, rah, 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 rah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Amazing how we can come up with stuff just out of thin air when we're angry. Okay, number one, don't do that. In fact, in a phone call I had this week, I just had to tell the guy, I know, I know it's not your fault and you're just the messenger, but can you understand why I'm frustrated with the way this thing went? And I just try to get them to go, yes, I'm human too. Yes, I get it. I understand. If I were you, yeah. If I were in your shoes, just a little empathy, please. But at least I didn't blame him. I said, I know it's not your fault, but, I'm, but I needed to just sort of share my emotion with somebody. And that seemed like a kind of a healthy way to do it. But here, here's, my, here's my nugget. At the end of a conversation, what's always the last thing they say to us on the phone? Before that. Is there anything else I can do to help you? Why? Because they're being recorded. And they know they're being recorded. And they want to make sure they're not getting that raise, baby, unless they say that. Is there anything? And usually by then they've said it 10 times. And we took care of the problem 15 minutes ago. And they just kept stringing me along. I'm just so done with them. Here's my deal. I realize there's something I can say. Is there anything else I can do for you? And I've been doing this for months now. And it's so cool. There is one thing you can do. For me, you know what really, really blessed me? Is if you take some time this Christmas to open your Bible and find out what Jesus is all about. <laughs> well, uh, yes, sir, thank you very much. Happy holidays. <laughs> it's awesome. I've witnessed the scores of people that way. It's so cool. They don't know me anyway. There is one more thing you can do. For me, this is really for me because this will bless me if I know that you're going to consider Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a great way to make him famous. Now, you could be famous for being a pill on the line or you could be famous for leaving that little nugget with them. And trust me, they will tell their friends that too. <laughs> on the headset next door. This Christmas is our opportunity to just figure out any way we can. Number one, to help our children be interns for Christ. You know, an intern really isn't someone who is educated by the mentor. An intern is one who copies the mentor. It's what you and I do that our children will emulate. It's not what we say only. It's when both match. Amen? Amen. So if you're on the phone and your kids are around, try that, you know? I mean, just about once a week, there's somebody asking me if, if there's anything else I can do to help. It's the bank, you know, it's the phone company. Somebody, yes, there is. Here you go. And they can't see you. You can't see them. I mean, I get nervous every time. I'm thinking, I don't want to mess this up. But I still say it. <laughs> Click. It's awesome. So if you haven't yet become a Christian, I want to encourage you. Uh, just, just begin to acknowledge you, you've got a lot of problems 
and you've got a lot of solutions. You've got a lot of challenges. God has gifted you in many, many ways to solve them. But there's one thing no one can solve without a savior, and that's this thing called death and sin, and there is bad news. If we don't deal with our sin, there is judgment. It's eternal separation from God. Just a fact of life. It's called hell. It's awful. But just absence from God alone would change this world right now dramatically. But Jesus said, I don't want anyone going there. I want you all with me forever. So I'm coming to get you out of that mess, but you've got to say, I need a Savior. I need you, Jesus. Believers, make him famous. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Would you stand together with me? Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our kids. Thank you for our teenagers, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of parenting them, being guardians over them, Lord, being examples and friends for them. Father, we pray that our next generation would become strong believers, world-changing, fearless followers of Jesus. And Father, we pray for ourselves, Lord, if there's anyone this morning who has not yet made that clear, distinct commitment to say, I cannot save myself, I want you, Jesus. Anyone who has not yet said that to you, Father, would you give them the courage right now to raise their hand and say, today's my day. I'm ready to start the journey. Would you raise your hand right now if that's you? I'm ready to begin the process of getting to know God personally, being rescued from this world, judgment, and death. I'm ready to start. All right. No one here wanting that, then everybody here will want this. Father, would you help us to make you famous? To say your name openly, unashamedly, Father, with great joy and exhibiting by our example how loving and kind and amazing and powerful and wise you are. And give us easy opportunities starting today and all this Christmas season to make you famous, Jesus. And we thank you for them. We look forward to them. In your name we pray. And the church said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We had a greeting time earlier. You're welcome to hang around, have some refreshments, and greet one another as you go. God bless you. Listening to God's teachings is always so exciting. We hope you have enjoyed this recording and that it has blessed you. Remember to share these messages with others you know and love. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. Here again is Pastor Kevin. Do you ever have thoughts about your purpose in life? Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or maybe you walked away and it's time to come home. You know, really our walk with God is about a personal relationship with Him. That's what He wants. I believe that's what we want. I encourage you to take a few moments and allow this message to sink in. Allow His Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. You know, the Bible says that if we draw close to Him, that He will draw close to us. So do that today. God bless.